to Embrace Your Beautiful Destiny, a show where we will talk about finding beauty in the most unconventional places in our lives. So every week, we'll talk about dealing with disappointment or overcoming frustration, dealing with stuff that just gets under your skin and derails you. We'll also have amazing guests on here that will be sharing their stories. So I'm your host, Shanna Strange. Let's dive in. Hey friends, thanks for joining me today on this episode. I've got a, a guest with me. His name is Mike Lane, and I'm super excited to talk about what God has done in his life and what he's led him into, some of the ministry God has um, led him into. It's absolutely beautiful. Let me read you just a little bit about Mike. He's 62 years old. He's married. He has three children and five grandkids. So you, you have a pretty busy life just based on that right there, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they do all kinds of amazing things. His wife and his children. Uh, he attended seminary, but before he did that, he was a computer technician and computer sales. So God kind of pulls you out of that, hijacked your life, I guess. Yeah. We'll get to talk about yeah. that in a minute. Yeah. So um, he moved to Austin and attended Austin Presbyterian Theological Seminary. And after that, worked in hospital as a chaplain and had an internship at Covenant Presbyterian Church in Austin. Um, then he served as a pastor in different positions that included preaching, teaching, and mission work. And so it's this mission work that kind of set you on a different course, right? Yes. Yeah, I don't want to read the rest of your bio because I want you to be able to talk about that. So let's just dive right in okay. to you, however you want to start. Uh. Hope Bridges started out of uh, being a missions pastor at a church, mm -hmm. and um, our church wanted to start um, developing a mission partnership with a, a church. An idea was for uh, for us to go to their church, uh, travel to their site, mm -hmm. do missions with them, and then. Um, they would come to our site and do mission with us. Okay. So it was a back and forth kind of thing. And on a couple of trips uh, over to Thailand, you know, you know, you start seeing and picking up on where the poverty is and what mm -hmm. issues are. Um, you know, um, yeah. you know when you when you see young teenage girls walking into brothels and things like that, it has a tendency to kind of hit you in the face. Absolutely. Um, and it's, um, there's a lot of that goes on. I heard a story once um, from one of those girls um, said that her parents said that they were going to sell her daughter if she didn't go to Chiang Mai and, oh. and work in the brothel and send money home. Mm. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a horrible thing. It happens worldwide. It's not, you know, just in Thailand. It's all over the world. Um, right. and, but, but when I started really seeing this, I was in Thailand. And 
explain to us all the stuff that's going on in Burma. And, and the war still continues. There was a big uprising uh, just in the last uh, couple of weeks where people were uh, being shot and killed just because they're trying to live. Mm. Um, and, and, and just seeing and knowing that um, really hit me hard. Um, and, and I knew that I was going to be coming back and doing something with that organization at that time. That was in uh, 2008, um, yeah. in the fall of 2008. And so in January 2009, I went back to Thailand by myself, uh, worked with that organization, um, and spent a week uh, in a refugee camp. And um, that was, you know, you see them, you see them on TV, but you don't really get it until you're there. Yeah. And it was, it, it was really an amazing experience. And heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, there, there, there was. I remember one one evening we all had a good laugh about this, but it's also also really bad. We were sitting in, in um, um, where the building that we were that we were staying in, and it was basically made out of bamboo. Mm -hmm. um, and and there's a cat walking across the floor, and all of a sudden he stops and you know, opens his eyes wider and he's staring across the room. So I look across the room and there's a rat, um, on the wall and the rat is bigger than the cat. Oh my God. Um, and, and so it was, it was, so it was kind of scary, you know, and, and sad and all, you know, just a lot of things wrapped into there. And then yeah. and just all the other things that you see happening with, with children and, and adults, even in the refugee camp. Um, in, in the following week, I visited several uh, children's homes mm -hmm. and, you know, dirt floors, you know, they basically sleep on, on bamboo uh, that's been flattened out. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's, um, I, I knew that I was going to be doing something. Um, I didn't know what it would be at yeah. that time. Um, so... Um, um, started praying about it, talking with Gloria, my wife, about it a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, I was sitting um, at church one evening waiting <clears throat> for my wife to get done with um, the choir practice stuff. And one of the guys that um, had been to Thailand with us uh, on an earlier trip, uh, we got to talk and he said, well, what are you going to do? You know? And I said, well, I, I don't know. I, I feel led to to, you know, God wants me to start this uh, nonprofit and yeah. help support kids. And, and he said, what do you need to do that? And I, I, I basically said, you know, I need to hire a lawyer. And I found a lawyer who's be about $800. And, yeah. and then basically just, you know, the basic, you know, uh, startup fees for a nonprofit in the state. <clears throat> so yeah. it was about $1,000. And, and so we kept talking. A few minutes later, he said, "I got to go talk to my wife real quick." He came back with a check for a thousand dollars, which covered our startup fees. And okay. and so once we got that in place, we started um, doing uh, taking care of kids. We've okay. learned a lot of lessons, and and um, so it's, it's been. It's been quite a <laughs> a journey, quite for a, sure. Yeah, and uh, we're we're in our tenth year now, and I'm I'm really thankful that uh, God led me down that path. Um, well, let me let me ask you before you went sure. down that path, were you thinking mm -hmm. 
I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be a pastor and I'm gonna have just this, you know, predictable life, I guess. I don't know how to describe it. If that there's even such a thing and God's like, yeah. you know, I have something totally different for you. Is that what it felt like? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Wow. Yes. yes. I mean, was it overwhelming to you or did you just kind of jump right in and take off with him? A little of both. <laughs> a little bit of both. <laughs> it was both. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just so, um, um, it was really pretty amazing um, how God worked in in all this and and how He continues to work in this. Um, so so yeah, it's it, it has been uh, probably one of the hardest things I've done in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also, of course, been one of the most rewarding things. Yeah, I find that to be true. Like, you know, we have these ideas in our head of what serving God looks like or um, what we think would be successful, which I think is the American dream, which is not God's heart at all. And oftentimes, you know, for me, uh, I wanted to be a Christian music artist and I wanted to travel the world. And that is so not what he had for me. And honestly, right now, my heart is um, to, to start a prayer room where I live, a prayer and intercession room. And to really pray for, um, and nobody's, I mean, this is going to be like a situation where nobody sees it. N- there's no applause. There's no fanfare. And I'm sure you feel that way a lot. Nobody knows what you're doing, but it's so rewarding because you feel the father. He is so um, touched by it. Like that's what he wants. I don't know if you experienced right. that in your own life. Yeah. Um, t- to a certain degree. I mean, mm-hmm. be- because of, we rely on, on donations, uh, for supporting the kids. Um, you you know, we, we do talk a lot about what we do, um, but we do it in a way that protects the kids. Um, Mm -hmm. because we, we don't want to get in, in like an exploitation type mode. Right. Um, you you know, it's, um, we don't, we show pictures of kids. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of the kids that, that we help, uh, support, but it's done in a way that keeps them safe. Uh, okay, so tell me what happens to these children when you rescue them, and how that process works. Uh, ba- basically, we we don't do rescues per se. Okay. Um, a lot of the kids um, they live in rural areas, and, and uh, we have um, we have two homes that are they're called educational homes. Okay, um, because people in little little small villages get created um and and there's no place for the kids to go to school mm-hmm. um it's too far for them to travel back and forth on a daily basis so what they do is they will come to a home on like like uh, either monday morning or sunday and go to school for the week and then they'll go home for the weekend okay during school and and so we we support a couple of of uh, places like that some of the homes uh our biggest one has 85 kids Okay. And they, um, most of them are considered educational, so they're not orphans. Um, but within those homes, there's also orphans and mm-hmm. have lost parents due to, to drugs, alcohol, um, you know, addiction kind of things, um, and death, of course. So, right. so we have a, have a mix of, of those kids. Um, we have, um, 
another home has 22 kids. Mm. And then we have um, another home that is, um, all of those kids are uh, orphans. Um, although some of their parents, some of the parents are still alive, but they basically abandon their kids. Mm. So, so why do they abandon their kids because of poverty or uh, poverty, drugs? They just don't know how to take. They just you you know when you when you get strung out on on meth and alcohol and all that kind of stuff, you mm -hmm. just you can't take care of yourself, let alone a child. Mm -hmm. uh, the 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 young woman who who runs that particular home was driving, um, had, had one of her kids with her, was driving down the road uh, by her, his village. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, this little kid jumps out, of, out onto the road who is basically this the sibling of this child that's with her. Mm. And, and he's got mud caked on his feet and barefoot. Wow. Barely any clothes on and just filthy. And she just took him. And yeah. and called the social worker, and said, you know, we have this young child, mm -hmm. and, and I'm taking him in. He needs a home, and um, she got him cleaned up. He's in school. He's thriving. So I'm sure you have a lot of stories like that of kids that are doing very well now because of what you've done there, what the Lord's done through your organization. Mm -hmm. So so what? How do so you're funded completely by donation. So do you? That's not. You, let, let, let me let yeah. back up. We we we're, we also sell sell Thai coffee. Okay. Okay. We, we buy the coffee from um, Thailand, and so mm -hmm. we help in the farmers. And then when we sell the coffee, the proceeds go back to uh, help uh, help our kids. That's awesome. And it's really good coffee too. Really? That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, and we'll talk about how people can get that. It's just, it's, is it hopebridges.org yes. backslash coffee? Got a coffee shop in there. I think there's hyphens in there. Yeah, if you just go to hopebridges.org, you'll, you'll see the link for it that says coffee. Right. Um, and that's one of the ways you can support. But do you also, um, I think you also take people there with you, don't you? Yes, we do do mission trips. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, we're in the process of planning um, our mission trip uh, for July. Okay. Um, it's kind of on hold at the moment um, due to the virus stuff that's uh, going around. Yeah. Um, so we're we're um, going to give it two more weeks, and then and then we're either going to say yay or nay. Okay. Um, and and move forward. So. So I bet it's life changing when people go with you. I can only imagine. Mm -hmm. um, because we just get so caught up in our culture here in America and we just, you know, we, we forget that there's a whole other world. I mean, we live like Kings and Queens here compared to the rest of the world. And I think sometimes we need to be reminded, you know, that God's blessed us so much that we can be a blessing to other peoples of the earth. And it really bothers me because I do hear some well-intentioned Christians and maybe you can shed some light on this or, or speak wisdom into it. But I hear a lot of Christians say things like, well, you know, why should we help people around the world when there's people right here that need to be helped? And that just grieves my spirit. And do you have any, do you have any revelation about that or wisdom you can shed that God's given you about that? <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I had somebody ask me that, that once uh, mm. about eight, eight years ago, um, maybe seven. I, I don't, 
I don't remember for sure, yeah. but, but, you know, God puts certain people in certain situations in certain places mm-hmm. um, based on his calling. Um, you know, God tells us to take care of the widows and the orphans mm-hmm. and the children. And, 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 and that is an issue that needs to be taken into consideration no matter where you are. Yeah. You know, Thailand is like 10,000 miles away. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know the why. I just answer the call. Exactly. And, I and love that. So, so why he called me to, to there to do that specific work in Thailand, I don't know. I may, ne- I never, I may never know. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it doesn't matter. I'm just I'm doing what he wants me to do. Yeah. And I'm, I'm ha- having a great time. I feel more blessed in doing mm-hmm. that than I have any other job I've ever had. So That's amazing. So powerful. And I just want to encourage anyone that hears this, because this airs as a podcast and a radio show on um, internet radio station. So if you hear this and your heart is touched, I just want to encourage you to reach out to Mike, go to the website and there's, there's probably an email there. They can contact you through, right? Yes. We have have contact. Yeah. If you want to donate or you feel like you want to get involved, um, I would just really encourage you that we are the hands and feet of Jesus that um, we cannot live unto ourselves and, and be okay with that. You know, a lot of people might say, well, I give my tithes and offerings to the church and, um, and, and then that, that goes to missionary work. That's true, but there's so much of a greater blessing waiting on us when we just, then we just go hundred percent after the Lord and we start helping these, these people that need us that they can't help themselves. Like they cannot help themselves. This is like the call of the Lord, um, to all of us that we need to be reaching out and doing more, uh, because I believe it, I just, I believe it touches his heart and he rewards that. I mean, we know he rewards every single, and it's not even about that. It's about just bringing honor and glory to him. I think. Right. It's, it's like, if you really want to know Jesus, go do mission trip in a Mm. third world country, get out of America, go somewhere and do mission. Mm. And put your heart into it and it will change your life. Well, I agree. I have not done it, but I, I want to, it's on my list. Um, I've always been terrified to travel into other countries. <laughs> so, um, but I feel I have another ministry I'm part of called ladies of fire. And we already know that we're probably going to go to Bangladesh and Kenya. Um, so it's possible maybe I could go with you someday to Thailand. I really left such a heart for children and such middle, a heart. Middle of July. We're going the middle of July. Middle of July. So, yeah. Okay. If the coronavirus doesn't take over, right? Hopefully, Lord, please shut that down. Yeah, um, okay. Well, I'm, I'm just really excited for all that God's doing in your life. Um, I know it's probably been a journey. I'm sure you've had ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Did it start really small when you first started going? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. It, it was, um, you know, like I said, we started with thousand uh, dollars to get oh, things yeah. going, and and it's just it it has steadily grown. You know, we've had had years that we didn't get as much as we did the previous year, and um, you know, but but we have stayed within our budget every year. We've done. Mm-hmm. What we've always done what we said we were going to do. Um, 
and and so you know our our um, um, we want we want to feed kids, uh, make sure that they get because that that's a big part of health. Right. Uh, you, you know, if, if you're going to send kids and you want to try and educate them, but their stomachs are growling because they haven't eaten in three days, then then mm. that that's a problem because they're thinking about how hungry they are and not about their mind sure. on the left. Yeah. So um, and then and then education is a big thing. Um, we want to teach them and help them in school. So we so we have mm-hmm. tutors sometimes in um, help them in the schoolwork. Um, um, we also teach them about anti-trafficking things. And and the the number one thing that we we believe is important for them to learn is the gospel. Absolutely. And and so so we we help with that a lot as well. Um, in fact, one of the homes that we support has, uh, uh, they have a family living there and, and he's a pastor. He's also mm-hmm. a social worker. So mm-hmm. tell me about, um, are, is, it's a very small percentage of Christians in that area of the yes. world, right? In Thailand. What do you know what it is? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Thailand is about, uh, two to 3% Christian. Mm. Um, and then, um, uh, Muslim faith is growing, um, and then um, Buddhism is is the number one. Yeah, um, and it, and okay. it's like uh, last I I actually heard was about ninety seven percent, ninety six percent of the people say that they are Buddhist. And it, it's open country; you can go and you can talk about Jesus. Mm-hmm. You don't. Um, um, they they don't uh, cause you any problems. Um, there's a couple of things you cannot do in Thailand. If you speak badly about the royal family, mm-hmm. uh, you can be arrested and put in jail. Wow! Uh, just just saying something negative about them. You know, <laughs> you know, in in America, you know, we can express our opinion about Donald Trump all we want. Yeah, yeah. You know, and as long as we're not threatening, yeah, we're good to go. Right. <laughs> but, you say anything negative about the royal family in Thailand, and, mm-hmm. and you can be put in, in prison. And, wow. and there are cases where foreigners have. Um, there was a British guy that um, uh, said some really bad things about mm. the king, and he was put in jail for two years. Oh my goodness! So, note yeah. to self and everyone: do not say anything <laughs> negative about yes. the royal family while yes. in Thailand. <laughs> There, there's a couple of things that you cannot do when you go on a mission trip and with us. And that is one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't speak badly. And it's, you know, it's kind of like, like our, our, our moms told us when we were kids. Yeah. You know, don't, don't talk bad about people. Yeah. <laughs> Which is something the Lord would have us do anyways to not exactly say right. things. Right. So, so, it's not like we wouldn't. Yeah. But I just, you know, I just, I just make that really aware <laughs> You can't talk bad about that. So, um, and we've never had we've never had any major problem when we've gone to mm-hmm. uh, Thailand. Um, it's it's a great place. The food's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've never had a bad trip. Yeah. <coughs> well, I'm super uh, excited about your ministry, and I'm hoping that some people will partner with you from hearing this and and also pray that um you know if there's anybody listening to this and and you think ministry looks a certain way or it has to be uh, we are so hung up on platforms in america you know 
I think all that's perpetuated by the, you know, American Idol and The Voice and all these superstar <laughs> shows where it's all about gifts and talents and being the sinner. And that is so not the heart of God. Um, so I really want my listeners to know that um, God can start. There's so much ministry the harvest is so plentiful this is what jesus said the harvest is so plentiful but the workers are few and i just pray that god begins to stir the heart of people that listen to this to move them into ministry that they never even imagined like they they would be doing that because it was so far off their radar you know so um that's my hope and prayer and then i pray that god would um connect you with some of the, some of my listeners and as well as me, I'll definitely be connecting with you. So I appreciate your time today. Do you have anything else that you feel like you want to say before we wrap it up? Just thanks for having me on the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on the show. I do appreciate it. And um, I love talking about Hope Bridges. So if anybody wants to uh, uh, talk to me about it and have questions, reach out to me. Yep. Hopebridges.org. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Okay. Bye. Bye. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Um, I hope it was really enlightening and I hope that um, you will dive into supporting ministries that are um, missionary oriented. Uh, I just wanted to give you a quick update on my own ministry and some of the things that I'll be doing because I have a little extra time today. Um, And this is good for you because it'll give you different ways, different resources that can help you um, that I have available through my ministry and the different things I'm working on. One of the things I just did was um, went to Nashville and recorded a couple songs. And I'm super excited about these songs. I think they are going to be beautiful. Um, As a matter of fact, my producer played um, the track that he had been working on for me for a song called Catch the Foxes. And it was absolutely gorgeous. And it brought tears to my eyes. It was exactly what I wanted. So I think it's going to be beautiful. I really feel the Lord calling us all into a deeper place of intimacy with Him and a place that... Um, is holy and we are separated apart unto him. And so that song, Catch the Foxes, is really all about coming to that place of such intimacy with the Lord that um, we are quick to repent and we are um, aware of things that the enemy may be throwing our way. And we're catching the little foxes, the little things that are coming into our life that um, we have before just acted like we're not a big deal. But I'm telling you, those things really get away in the way of the intimacy that the Lord wants to have with you. So that song is going to be released in a couple months, as well as a song called Like a Prodigal. And um, I'm super excited about that. And um, I think both of those songs are going to be powerful. I'll probably have some videos that I will um, create and release with those too. And um, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but I, I blog like every couple of weeks. I'm always releasing new blogs. It could be poetry. It could be something the Lord has put on my heart. You can read those at shannastrange.net. And um, I'm hoping they will encourage you. I've got a lot of feedback from my blogs over the years. Um, Of course, you know about my book, Providence Embrace Your Beautiful Destiny. 
I've created all of these resources to help encourage and support you. I should say the Lord has created these resources uh, through my efforts. That would be a better way to say it. I have a devotional um, that is all about intimacy with the Lord, and it's with me and about um, 50 other women wrote this devotional, so you can pick that up at my website as well. I've got music that's on iTunes, Google, Spotify, um, anywhere you can get music, YouTube, I have music available for you to help encourage you. So um, those are some ways that you can connect with my ministry as well. And don't forget to sign up for my email list, shanastrange.net. And when you do that, you'll get a free resource. And I'll talk about that here in just a second. Thanks, guys. I'm so glad you joined me today for this episode. I want to tell you about a really cool thing I have on my website to help you if you struggle with fear. You know, we talked today about stepping into a ministry that's like overwhelming um, and maybe just like you don't know how to do it and all that. So a while back, I created a a resource for you called um, the five day fear breakthrough boot camp and you can get that and I actually walk you through five days of really just overcoming your fear and I use just different resources and different ways that the Lord showed me to break through my own fear and so I created that for you for free you can get it at shannastrange.net you'll see an icon there it just says sign up for five-day fear breakthrough boot camp so anyways do it today it's gonna help you see you next week goodbye